Hello, Connected Parents, and welcome to another episode of Connected Parenting. Today, I'm going to talk about summer and how to make the most of summer and what can go wrong in summer and how to make it go right. Hi, everyone. I'm Jennifer Clary. I'm a child and family therapist and a parenting coach and the founder of Connected Parenting. And welcome to the Connected Parenting Weekly Podcast. Join me every week and we'll tackle everything from temper tantrums to bedtime to sibling issues to teenage angst. Parenting can be so wonderful, but it can be so hard. Parents often say to me, hey, can you just come live at my house? This is the next best thing. Let's do this together. So we look forward to summer. It is, it is really a precious time. Children look forward to it. We look forward to it. And I feel like it's the best time to be a connected parent because it's the time where you can, you're less busy usually, there's more vacations or at least some of the major things that kids are going or doing during the year have slowed down or stopped. And it's a time to connect. It's a time to regroup. It's a time to really slow down and enjoy. And so I like to make summer all about mirroring and all about connection. So I want to do a quick kind of review and recap on mirroring. So mirroring is deep, deep, loving listening. It's really getting the other person. It's stepping into their world, almost like a little radio channel. And you're like, just tuning it in perfectly to, to actually be on the same channel as the other person. That does not mean agreeing with them. It does not mean that you have to feel exactly what they're feeling. It's that you have to get what they're feeling. And I talk about it. Like if somebody, if you, just, if you said to someone, oh, that's a really nice sweater. That looks really soft. And I said, oh, try it on. You try it on and go, ooh, this really is soft. Wow. And here's your sweater back. It's kind of like that. We get very caught up uh, as parents with, and as people at trying to solve problems, at trying to teach lessons, uh, at trying to fix things. And there is definitely a time for that. But it's the connection piece. It's the deep listening. It's the presence with that other person that just says, hey, I get you. I'm here. Let's just sit with this for a minute. Um, that's where a lot of healing happens. And, and biochemically, oxytocin, natural opiates, endorphins are flooding the body, bringing the brain into a state of response instead of reaction. It's actually taking you out of fight or flight. So oxytocin in particular is a cortisol blocker. It actually mitigates cortisol. And cortisol is the hormone that makes us very stressed and very upset and very anxious. It speeds up neuroplasticity. So it actually makes the brain learn faster and make connections in a stronger and quicker way. It's, it, it strengthens the immune system. I mean, how phenomenal is that? It can make you look younger. Um, there's so many benefits. Oxytocin is such a miracle chemical. It's known as the love drug. It's known as the tend and befriend hormone. And when it is flooding through the body, it takes the brain out of an adrenaline cortisol-based reaction and into an oxytocin-based response. So it's a little bit of medicine, just a little bit of, um, of softness that can kind of anchor everyone. And then after that, after the person feels very listened to, feels a lot calmer. And by the way, you get all those amazing um, responses in your own brain. When you are the listener, you get oxytocin back as well, which is incredibly healthy and healing for you. It is truly a superpower. And I want you to think beyond parenting here. Think, you know, using this at work 
or you know, with your team or with siblings or your mother-in-law or your cranky neighbor. I mean, these, this is really a superpower that helps you flow through life anchored in kind of your own responses versus reactions. And then you get to walk away from situations also with those biochemical benefits and usually looking back and going, hmm, I handled that, <laughs> I handled that pretty well. I'm pretty happy about that. It's a practice. So you would not go to the gym and do two sit-ups and wonder why you don't have abs. Like this is something that you have to slowly and meticulously integrate into your life. It is a philosophy. It is a way of being much more than it is a strategy. So as you're practicing this summer, you have a little bit more time. Uh, this is what I suggest that you, you know, focus on and, and do it with the person in Starbucks, you know, do it. Do it with you know, the cranky person in line in front of you at the grocery store. Just try really hard to practice responding instead of reacting and watch how your life changes and watch how your children respond. So over the summer, make a deal with yourself that you're gonna be practicing this. And there's two ways to do it. Don't wait until your child is having a freak out or is incredibly upset to try this. Then we get very triggered ourselves. We get very pulled into what they're feeling we want to fix. We have our own sort of programs and reactions to that. That's not the best time to be practicing mirroring. You can still try in those moments and it'll work better than not trying, but to get really good at this, you actually want to be practicing when your kids are not that upset. So when they're, I don't know, telling you something about happen that happened at day camp or they drew a picture and they show it to you instead of going like, Oh, that's really beautiful, honey. Let's put it on the fridge. You go, Whoa, look at the way you've got the sun shining on that sword. And I love the detail that you put in the shoes or whatever they drew. Try to pull out the essence of what they drew and, and let them know that you see it and you feel it too. And then you'll have this little moment and you will feel it in your chest. You will feel it in your heart. There'll just be this warmth, this moment of connection. You'll know it when it happens. There's no mistaking it. There's no missing it. You'll see it in your child's face. You'll feel it in your own body. It just has to be a minute or two. It doesn't have to last for hours, just a little hit, just a little moment. And then off you go to another moment. And so really practice what I call conversational or chit chat mirroring. That's a really important thing in the summer. The other thing you can do a lot of, which I love is kind of slow down. You know, we, we, we're so busy. We're running from one thing to the next. There's nothing wrong with lying in the grass. Put your kid in your arms, lie on the grass and look up at the sky and look at the clouds and watch the butterflies go by. Help your children to be in the moment and help yourself to be in the moment. You know, we're on our phones, we're checking emails, we're in, always in our heads thinking, what do I have to do next? What do I got to, what do I have to accomplish? Um, really taking time in the summer to slow down is good for your own mental health, but it's such good modeling for your children to just take a minute just take a minute and appreciate you know, the sound of the birds or the swing of the trees and teach your children to be in the moment. That is the greatest gift that you can give yourself. And it's the greatest gift that you can give your child. Play, be silly, have some fun. If your kids are little, don't just go for a walk. Go for a walk and say, oh, I think there's a wizard over there. And look at that fairy. That's where the fairies live. And they're trying to get in it. Have a story, live a story. I did a whole podcast on this. I can't remember the number of the podcast. I'll try to put it in the show notes, but how to have um, an adventure when you're just going for a walk. Uh, if you happen to be near a stream, you know, throw some sticks in and have boat races, like try to find the joy 
and the magic in ordinary moments. This really is the key to happiness actually. And it's one of the greatest lessons you can teach your child and model for your child from the beginning. Uh, have family time, you know, have moments where you're watching a show together or you're reading a book or you have a, I don't know, a campfire in your backyard or, you know, imaginary campfire in your backyard. Uh, just really try to bring those magic moments to the summer. Um, you know, kids, it's funny, kids have kind of two different kinds of uh, states, I guess, in the summer. They're either in camps or, or you're traveling and you're on vacation um, or they're in at home with not a lot to do. So the other thing I would suggest is actually you can do this on vacation too. When things are too open, um, and I love these moments of just connection, having fun, but you can't do that all day. So have moments like that, but actually have a schedule and kind of think of yourself as a camp counselor a little bit. So you have like, you know, morning, wake up time, do your own thing. And then it's family activity, number one, and then family activity, number two, and then lunch and then a rest hour and then family activity, you know, big family activity in the afternoon. And then it's sort of an after school day after that, then they can do what they would normally do during the year. And then you have supper time and write this down have this in a big whiteboard somewhere central in your house and write it down. It's a little bit of work at first, but kids love going to this schedule and seeing what's happening for the day. And you can give them choices within those activities. You, know, you can have a list of things they can do. I think it's important to build in alone time where kids play by themselves and actually have things to do on their own. Um, and you can have a list of things that they can choose from that can really help. Remember to divide and conquer during the summer. So if you're on vacation or if you're going to the zoo or you're going to the beach or wherever you're going, split up. So do some stuff together as a family and then you take one child and the other parent takes the other. Or if you're there with extended family um, or if you have a babysitter, take one kid and do something and then do something with the other child. Have these moments where the family unit kind of expands and then contracts. So let's say you're at the zoo, you take one kid, your spouse takes the other kid. Um, you go and you see whatever it is that you want to see and you can find such joy and such peace and such um, silliness and such fun when kids are on their own. You really get to see the best in them. They get kind of weird with their siblings sometimes, they get competitive and they annoy each other and they're bugging each other and all that gets in the way sometimes. Um, so doing things one-on-one -on -one is great. Then you, meet, then you meet, have a snack all together as a family, talk about what you did, switch kids, go off and do something else, come back for lunch. Then you can do another activity in the afternoon. I don't know, go see the lions or whatever. And you all go together and then you split up again. So just this idea, and you can do this on vacation. You can do this when you're camping. You can do this at home, um, just expanding and contracting. And that just kind of plays with the energy levels a little bit in the family so that people don't get too tired and they don't get into these kind of patterns. Um, if you're a single parent, that is hard to do, but you can have sort of a magic box or basket that literally may have like old stuff in it that you just, kids love old stuff. Like just go find a box of old toys, throw them in there, it's the mystery box. And one child, if they're old enough, can have some playtime with that mystery box and see what's in it. You can put new stuff in there if you want to, or grab some stuff from a garage sale. They can have time with the mystery box, which gives you a little bit of time to spend with the other child. And you can divide and conquer that way. Um, if you're lucky enough to have extended family or a mother's helper or a babysitter, that's another way to do it, um, but expanding and contracting. But the theme through all of this is connection. Um, using the time in the summer to just take a minute, <laughs> be in the moment, model that for your kids and have connections. 
you can create the most magnificent memories and they could be as simple as lying in the grass and seeing some really cool cloud formations. One of, one of my favorite memories with my kids is Zoe, who's now working on our team, actually seeing kids. She was, she's 27 now, almost. Um, I can't remember how old she was, maybe 11, maybe 12. And we were up at a camp where we like to go camping and we were just lying in the air mattress, snuggling in this air mattress in the middle of this quiet lake. It was the perfect temperature. There was a loon calling in the background and we just stared at the clouds. And the two of us still remember that moment. That was so simple. There was no money spent. Um, it was just a kind of magic memory. So make this a summer where you connect, where you have magic through connection and to teach and model for your children how to stay in the moment how to stay present and how to be there for each other. And if you want more of a, a refresher on mirroring, my very first two episodes of my podcast really go deeply into that. You know, if you want to really study the connected parenting method, which is really just a phenomenal gift to your whole family, um, you know, there's lots of ways. Go to connectedparenting.com. We've got lots of services. We have our online courses. We have our village where once a week you meet with... Um, a couple of uh, people from the connected parenting team, parents support each other. Uh, they practice the mirroring technique, the calm technique, which I was talking about in this podcast, and they support each other while they're doing it. We would love to see you there. So have a wonderful, wonderful summer. Enjoy the connection, stay present. And I will see you next time on the next episode of Connected Parenting.